This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Today, I wanted to uh, do a bit of a reflection. I wanted to talk about my most recent competitive season. Um, you know, I'm, it's now Wednesday, uh, the 2nd of November, and I finished up and wrapped up my season over in New Zealand, fortunately, um, which was a wonderful experience, on the 29th. Um, and I got to participate in the first ever WNBF show held in New Zealand, which was very special and very cool to do. Um, but I wanted to reflect back on the entire season and just do a bit of a wrap for anyone that it might be of interest because, uh, you know, I've competed a long time now, over eight years. Um, I've cracked 40 shows, um, obviously won a few titles, got two pro cards, etc. Um, and each season I've competed, there's been different challenges. You know, this sport is definitely, it definitely tests you. It's, it's and everyone knows, um, particularly those that have competed before, know how tough it can be. Uh, it's, um, you know, it tests, the strongest of minds it really does um, you know your mental fortitude is certainly put to the sword in terms of how far you can push yourself and look in hindsight I probably pushed a little too hard in terms of how long my season went for um, because the last couple of weeks were really really challenging I was really being tested on all fronts but I got through it now I'm out the other side and I, look I still feel a bit rubbish um, to be completely fair it takes time for your, um, you know, your systems to regulate and your body to adapt back to normal eating and normal behaviours, uh, and that could be anywhere from weeks to months, just depending on the individual. So, I'm not expecting um, myself to sort of regain 100% energy overnight. Uh, it will take a bit of time, so I'm prepared to obviously wait and and uh, take that time as needed. But um, I wanted to reflect back on the season because it was a, a 29 week prep and a seven week. Uh, competitive season, so 35 weeks in total, which was, which was long. It was long. You know, I started back in February, started dying, and, and, and you know, for the majority of the prep, I, I felt really good. I felt awesome. My energy was good. Uh, food was good. Everything was on point. I had no dramas at any given stage. Um, and then when, when you get into the back end of it, that's when you start to feel it. You know, those final six weeks leading into the first show, you really feel it because you're pushing hard to get to that stage lean condition. Um, but, you know, I, I think what I'm most proud of is how um, adherent I, I was to the plan. Like, I had a lot of obstacles thrown at me. You know, we went camping over Easter, uh, and I've mentioned this several times. We went camping over Easter for four days um, with my brother's family, and, um, you know, I had to stick to my diet. I obviously couldn't train to the level that I wanted to because we were out in the middle of nowhere, but I still stuck to my diet. That was no problem. Um, and as most people know, when you go camping, you tend to let your, your guard down a bit when it comes to food and drink. You eat a lot more meat and stuff cooked on fires and barbecues, and you have a lot more lying around, sitting around time with um, and drinking as well. But I was very um, strong in terms of my approach and stuck that out. The biggest test came when I spent three weeks in India. Now, I knew this was coming before I committed to the prep, so I knew it was on the cards. And, <coughs> excuse me, it was certainly challenging, even just the flight itself, where you're obviously relying on the food that they give you, 
um, I had to really make some smart decisions and, and you know, I'm limited in what I could carry in terms of food. So I, I had to endure not only the lengthy flight over to India, but then obviously living in a multicultural or staying in a multicultural country where their primary dish is curry. You know, and think about what curry is made from. It's made from peanuts, it's made from oil, it's made from creams, um, and they generally use fattier parts of the meat as well. So it was, it was definitely a um, an eye opener. But with the help of uh, JHR and his family, they certainly um, made my stay a lot more comfortable in terms of uh, liaising with the various cooks at the, the hotels and stuff like that to try and get me just general, you know, chicken and veg and things like that. So we made it work. <clears throat> and in hindsight, I came back um, leaner, which was great. You know, I, I was up at 6 a.m. every morning on the treadmill, getting my steps up before the day's activities, which was obviously in relation to work. Um, I made sure I trained nearly every day as well. So I made it work. Um, so, you know, in terms of someone having an excuse in regards to I can't, I can't exercise or I can't diet through this period or whatever, well, I just proved that you can because... Going to India was one of the toughest things I had to endure. Everyone else was enjoying naan bread and butter chicken and, you know, kormas and all sorts. I was pretty strong in my approach and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Then we moved into, obviously, the back end of the season. It got tougher and tougher, as most people would be aware. Um, and the first show was Townsville. I love Townsville. Townsville's a great show. Um, you know, we've got family up there. My, my wife has um, her sister and her parents up there. So it's, it's a double whammy when it comes to visiting Townsville because obviously she gets to see family and we get to um, participate in, a, in what it has historically been an incredibly well-run and enjoyable show. Um, and given that they are winding things up up there with one more to go next year, I definitely wanted to be a part of it. So um, it was a fantastic opportunity you know, to, to participate in Townsville. I probably wasn't at my best. I probably came in at about 90%, I'd say. Um, and, you know, on the flip side of the coin, my wife got asked last minute to, um, to sit on the judging panel as well. So there was, there was um, you know, a great opportunity for both of us. Now, and, and just as an FYI and a side note, she did, obviously didn't judge me. She had to step aside when I came on stage. So, yeah, just in case anyone wanted clarity around that. Um, but I decided to compete in men's fitness for the very first time. Um, just given my age and the fact that the young fellas are getting so bigger... Um, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up. The evolution of the sport has transfer, transformed so much over the time I've done it. I'm, I'm struggling to keep up in terms of men's physique. I still love men's physique and I still did it. But I thought I'd have a crack at, at um, men's fitness as well. And I just put myself in masters just for the sheer fact that I have a bit of fun, feel myself, feel it out and just see how I went. So I did men's masters. Uh, 40 plus and, and I won which was really cool so I won that division which got me into an overall and that's the first ICN overall I'd ever been in um, in my career which was really exciting so that's another box ticked and um, so I went into the overall with no expectation just thinking oh this is a bonus I've got an extra extra division to do here and lo and behold I actually won the overall the men's fitness overall title was mine I got a sword got to stand on the podium and yeah that was that was pretty cool. Um, I never thought I would actually um, achieve that. You know, I achieved a lot in my time. And look, I'm not by any means the best bodybuilder going around. I'm, I'm tall, I'm lanky, I've got long limbs. Um, you know, my proportions aren't the greatest. So I've had to work hard to, for everything that I've achieved. And this just sort of topped things off. So this was really cool. Um, and then I went into men's physique and I, I competed in the Masters, got second. 
and competed in the Opens and got third. Um, so look, I was more than happy with those results for sure. It um, it really started the season well for me and gave me a good kick um, to carry through. Then I had to endure three weeks before the next show. I decided not to do the ICN States and went straight to Nationals. Now there was a three-week gap and that was a long, hard, um, arduous three weeks because I was continually dieting. When you're going back-to-back shows, um, it's quite easy to sort of maintain that high level of emotion and, and adrenaline. But when you've got massive gaps and you've got to hang on and, um, you know, just stay in a deficit and, and stay feeling crappy the whole time, it really is tough. So anyone who hasn't competed before, I highly recommend you try and schedule your season so that it is very close together. Don't space it out unless you're a seasoned athlete and can handle it. So, yeah, three weeks went by, it was tough. And then we did the Nationals. So the Nationals is an Australian title. And they uh, the, the Australian title was on the Saturday and then the amateur event was on the Sunday. So I decided to have a crack at the best, uh, when I say the best, compete against the best in the Nationals. Went into men's physique, went into men's fitness. Um, and placed in all divisions. I did two men's fitness and one men's physique and placed in all, which was cool. Like, this is the best of the best in the country. Everyone was going for a pro card. You had to win, obviously, to, to receive your pro card. And um, I, look, I didn't have any expectation, given my age and, and um, you know, I, I thought I would be in the running. I thought I would be competitive, and I certainly was. Um, and placing in all events, I was pretty stoked with that. So then we moved on to the NBA Pro Show, which was one of my major goals for this season because... I'd won my pro card with NBA in 2019, uh, very unexpected, um, took out the Mr. Oceana title, and I thought, you know what, I've got to have an opportunity to compete as a pro. Many individuals will win their pro card and then you'll never hear from them again. Whereas me, I believe, no, 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 I've won it, now it's time to actually compete as a pro and tick that box. So that's exactly what I did. Um, So it was a week later, and um, through that time, I uh, hired a, a videographer who was going to basically film the day of the event and work, lead up to it and everything like that, just to showcase and, and put together like a mini documentary, which is um, pretty much done now. And I'll be launching that soon, too, and it looks really, really cool. Um, so I went into the pro show, again, with no expectation. I think that's the best approach. Like, you want to win, you want to be competitive, but at the same time, I'm not going to kick stones if I don't do well. And, you know, being a pro show, every single athlete on that stage has earned the right to be there and are of a high caliber, of a high level. So I knew I was up against it. And they made us work, man. It was a great experience. Um, Seven men's physique athletes on stage, and I finished fourth. And I was pretty wrapped with that. Like backstage, you tend to susk the guys out a little bit. And you go, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Oh, well, he's good. Oh, I might be able to beat him. You know, you kind of size everybody up. It's just what you do. Um, without it being egotistical, and yeah, finishing fourth in a in a, a men's pro show was I was pretty chuffed with that. So, again, another top five placing, and like I said, it, it's all been captured on film, and and that um, documentary will be out very very soon. And then there was another two weeks to the WNBF show. Now I'd committed to this one. I was originally going to do another show. I was thinking about doing the INBA pro show. Um, which was held in Brisbane, but it, the opportunity to travel overseas was too enticing for me. I wanted to do that and experience that and tick that box. And when I knew that the WNBF 
was going to run its first ever show in New Zealand. It just made sense. You know, it's another federation for me to experience. It gave me an opportunity to travel overseas. And, you know, the challenges of traveling overseas, I certainly experienced firsthand. And even though it was New Zealand, it's only three and a half hours away, um, you know, a, a, a change in environment, a change in location presents a lot of challenges as a bodybuilder. Um, firstly, you've got the currency. Secondly, you've got the, the, the time difference. Thirdly, you've got um, obviously groceries. Fourthly, you've got to get round and travel around and, and, and know where to be at what time and things like that. So it did present a few challenges, which was good. That's what I wanted to learn and experience. And the show was great. Like it was a small show. I got to meet Eric Helms once again, who was on the judging panel, who I'm a massive fan of. And, um, you know, it was a well-run show for their first one. There was a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, fantastic um, athletes that competed and they will continue to grow from here. There's no two ways about it. So I finished third and fourth in my two lineups in men's physique. Now they only do men's physique, they don't do fitness in WNBF. And it's um, like similar to NBA, it's only quarter turns, there's no muscularity. So I was pretty stoked with that. And the guys that beat me in Masters, man, they were, they were next level. They were just big lads. And that's always been my... Um, I guess the thing that works against me is that I definitely bring condition. Um, I have no no worries bringing a high level of condition, but I'm never the biggest guy. So the condition always make, brings me into the picture and gets me looked at. But if there's someone that's bigger, that has comparable condition, I'm generally beaten most times. And that's been the story of my career. But it's something I accepted early on. You know, I'm never gonna be the biggest because I started so late. You know, I started at 35 when I started seriously training. So to be still in a top five placing in every single show that I did this season is pretty damn good. Um, you know, and my, as I said before, my initial goals going into this season were simply to compete as a pro and to compete overseas, both of which were very, very achievable. They weren't actually result-based. They were just something that I had to implement, and I did. And then to take out an, an elusive ICN overall title um, in Townsville just put the cherry on top for me. So... I consider this an incredibly successful season, um, and I've pretty much declared that it will be my last. I'm, I'm pretty certain that I don't think I'll compete again, just for the sheer fact that for 30 odd weeks, you know, you have to isolate yourself so much. Um, you know, I've got three young kids, and I couldn't take them out to dinner or do a lot of things with them purely for the fact that I had to obviously stay in the zone. Um, my beautiful wife is so supportive of this journey of mine and has been for so long that it's time to give back to the family now. Um, look, I'm ne I'll never say never. I think there may be an opportunity down the track to compete, I don't know. I know my wife's gonna um, consider doing it soon and I might do it with her, I don't know. But uh, for now, I'm, I'm more than happy to put my energy and time back into my business, back into my family and back into other ventures as well. But I'm so, so proud of how well I've done this season. Like I know there were a lot of eyeballs on me. I've got a lot of clients, a lot of athletes, and a lot of colleagues that would have been watching to see how I went. Um, so that's what one of the reasons um, I invested in uh, Brandon Kempter, who is an amazing natural bodybuilding coach. Um, I wanted the best to look after me. I also got posing assistance from Joey Cantlin. And um, you know, between the two of them, they certainly turned this old body into something that was very, very competitive at my age. So I'm really, really chuffed at how everything went. And like I said, look, it wasn't easy. There's no two ways about it. I had some really hard days um, where it wasn't so much the hunger, it was just the levels of fatigue where 
It was hard to get out of bed. It was hard to work. It was hard to move. Um, you know, I really, really struggled on some days. And, and the question pops into your head. It really does. You know, you think, oh, geez, why am I doing this? Why, why do this to yourself? But then you sort of give yourself a backhander and go, hang on a second. No, no, you chose to do this. This is something you, you want to do. This is something that you can do. And this is something that you're going to finish. And I'm, I'm one never to quit. I'm not one to give up. And I'm one to obviously see things, see things through, and um, I definitely wanted to see this through and, and finish it and finish on a high note. So it, it it definitely is a challenging sport. It's an arduous sport, and if you're not prepared to grind, particularly at the back end, and you know, I've I've experienced clients before where they've cheated on their diet or they've gone on a binge or something like that because of the the restrictive nature. You've really got to have no emotional attachment to your food or go in with that mindset. And that's how I managed to stay as strong and as diligent as I had. You've just got to think of food as fuel and nothing more. If you start to have an emotional attachment with food or you're starting to fit things in or make room for stuff just because you want to eat it through that 30 weeks, you're setting yourself up for failure or you're setting yourself up post-show to really struggle with the recovery. Um, so I'm sitting, you know, obviously uh, three days out now. What is it, Wednesday? And I'm fine. Like I'm a couple of kilos up, but that's primarily fluid and obviously an increase in calories. And um, I feel good. Um, I think, as I said at the start, my systems are going to take a while to adapt back to normality. But in the, the grand scheme of things, I pr feel pretty good. I feel a hell of a lot better than I did. And I'm glad that um, I am glad that it's over and done. So look, that was my season in review. I'm, I'm pretty pumped and pretty happy with how it went. Um, I'm, I've always said, and I joke about this, I've always said I'd make a better coach than an athlete. But I think, I, I, at least I hope, I certainly led by example and I, I put in the hard work. And you know, I guess I can showcase that no matter what age, no matter what you believe your limitations are, anything is achievable. And you know, if you'd asked me at 30-something that I'd be a professional bodybuilder at 44, I would have laughed at you. I really would have. But here I am sitting here doing this podcast, having just competed a season, competed in a season where I competed as a pro. I won an overall. I competed overseas. You know, those opportunities don't come up unless you put in the hard work first and really commit to the cause. So for anyone out there listening that is considering doing bodybuilding or is wanting to do a second season or a third season, there's no limitation to your potential. It's only your mind. And um, you know, I truly believe that you can achieve anything if you just put in the hard work and be patient. I, natural bodybuilding is a patient game. You know, doing back-to-back -back seasons is counterproductive. You need time out, you need time to grow. And, and given my age, I took three and a half years out from my previous season and I can see the, the results of that three and a half years in comparative photos. So it did pay off. Um, so yeah, you've got to be patient. Don't expect massive changes overnight. Um, run the course, get a good coach, follow the program, um, and you know you you will find and achieve results uh, over the course of whether it be a prep or an off season or whatever. So look, I'll I'll finish up on that. I don't want to um, babble on too much longer, but I appreciate anyone who has listened and, and listened to my story and, and obviously the support I received throughout. I thank you very much. If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on my website at paulsbodyengineering.com. Obviously, I'm a contest prep coach. I'll coach for off-season, also do general population as well. Can do nutrition only, training only, 
um, and also offering uh, mentoring for, fit, for fitness businesses. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your stories and tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Um, and I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all federations that I competed in this season, ICN Tropics, ICN Queensland, um, the NBA and WNBF New Zealand. They were all fantastic. They were all incredibly courteous and very well um, run. And I look forward to obviously continued um, relationships with all of them moving forward. But that's it from me. I'm signing out. So once again, thank you very much. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.